0: God's people were slaves. The Israelites were in bondage in Egypt. In their chains, they cried out to the Lord. In their oppression, they cried out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the Lord heard their cries. The Lord remembered his covenant. The Lord answered. God freed his people. God sent Moses and redeemed his people, unleashing plague upon plague upon plague on the Egyptians. So without lifting a sword, without raising a finger, without doing anything, God's people walked out of the most powerful nation on earth, free, redeemed. God saved his people. He brought them out with a mighty arm and an outstretched hand. And as they gathered together around Mount Sinai, still in wonder and awe over what just happened, God gave them the law, spoke the law. God gave the Ten Commandments. And that's what we've been looking at for the past seven months. And last week, we wrapped up our look at the Tenth Commandment. Now, we get to the initial response of God's people. Now we get to the initial reaction of the Israelites upon hearing God's commands. And our passage from Exodus describes it in this way. They were afraid. They trembled. They stood far off. They wanted to get away. And this is what they said to Moses. Listen listen to verse 19 of our exodus 20 passage again they said this you speak to us and we will listen but do not let god speak to us lest we die And they they didn't want to hear from god anymore moses sure but not the lord they they were afraid so much so they were afraid that they would die they trembled they stood far off Why? Because they were in the presence of a holy God. And this holy God desired his people to be holy. And he told them how? Through the law, through the Ten Commandments. But God's people recognized immediately the law shows us how far from holiness we are. The law shows us how far from God we are And that is, in part, why they reacted the way that they did, with fear and with trembling. And we've seen it in our own study of of the Ten Commandments. We've seen that the law works like a mirror to show the sin in our lives to expose to our eyes the sins that we've committed. I mean, as soon as as you read the commandment, you shall not bear false witness, you can think of all the times in your life that you've lied, all the times in your life that you've told half truths, conveniently left out parts of stories to make yourself look better. You can think of all the times you've told little white lies to escape some type of consequence, Not, not just in your life, but last week or even this morning. And and the, the commandments go beyond act. The law looks beyond the exterior and the law cuts straight to the heart. The law shows that sinful acts come from sinful hearts. The act of bearing false witness, the act of lying, comes from a heart that seeks to tear down a neighbor, harm a neighbor, rather than build them up in love. The act of lying comes from a heart that seeks to place yourself first. The law exposes our broken, selfish, self-centered, self-seeking hearts. The 10 commandments bring to light our sinful hearts and and show us how far from this holy God that we really are. So why then the 10 commandments? why then the law? That's a good question. And a fair question. In fact, Paul asked this question in our New Testament reading from Galatians, verse 19, why then the law? Paul asks this question in the middle of a letter, a letter to a church, a congregation, a community of faith that he is extremely concerned about. A report has come to him that the the church in Galatia has turned to a different gospel, different than the one he preached, a distorted gospel. Some teachers had arrived in Galatia telling this church that when Paul preached the gospel to them, he was right, but not exactly right. And here's what Paul got right. Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ. Yes, he was the son of God, crucified and resurrected. Yes, by faith, he must be claimed as Lord and Savior. Yes, but here's what Paul left out, the law. And if they really wanted to be part of God's people, if they really wanted to be faithful, they needed to follow the law. In essence, their teaching was that in order to be a Christian, in order to follow Jesus, you first needed to become a Jew. Paul was rightly concerned. Because by following this teaching, the church's focus then became the law. Their identity became in the law. Their salvation was bound up in how they followed the law. And Paul writes to say, no, 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 no. Paul Paul writes to say, Your focus should be on Jesus. Your identity is in Jesus. Your salvation is in Jesus, not the law. By uplifting the law, you're following another gospel. You're following a distorted gospel, one that adds something to Jesus. Paul reminds them this, that you are saved by faith in the crucified and resurrected Son of God. Jesus has released you from bondage. Jesus has redeemed you from slavery. Jesus has freed you from the chains of sin and death. And Jesus has brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. That's the gospel. And it's a gift. It's free. It's not earned. It doesn't have to be added to There's nothing that you can do to make it happen. It's a a gift of love from the Heavenly Father. It's a gift that the Father gives you. Faith in Jesus saves, not works of the law. Faith in Jesus saves, not following the law. Faith in Jesus saves, not the Ten Commandments. You don't have to follow the law to be part of God's people. You only have to be in Christ. Baptized in Christ. In Christ, you are a son of the Father, a daughter of the Father in Christ, not through the law. Now we're back to our question, back to Paul's question. Why then the law? Why then the Ten Commandments? Listen listen again to verse 24 from our Galatians reading. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came. Paul says the law was a guardian. The law served as a guardian. And in in Paul's world, in ancient Roman culture, a guardian was a servant. A guardian was a household slave whose job was to watch over the children of the house. A guardian took care of the children, made sure that they were safe, made it to school, stayed out of mischief, didn't get into trouble, and guardians were also in charge of administering discipline. Now, we could translate this word guardian as babysitter or nanny or au pair. Now, according to Paul, this was the purpose of the law, to be a babysitter. Now, Paul's, Paul's point is that God's people, Israel, was like a child, a child that needed looking after. God knew the sinful hearts of his people. God knew they needed something to keep them out of mischief, something to keep them safe, something to keep their sinful hearts in check, something to administer discipline. They needed a babysitter, an au pair, a guardian, the law. But now, Paul says, that babysitter is no longer needed. Why? Because Jesus has come. The guardian is no longer needed, why? Jesus has come. Faith is needed. Listen to verse 25 again. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. The point of the law was preparation for Jesus. The point of the law was to point to Jesus. God's plan was not the law, but Jesus. God's plan was not a guardian, a babysitter, but a savior. God's plan was not just to point out the sin of our hearts, but to heal our hearts. God's plan was not just to show our slavery to sin, but to break the chains of our sinfulness. The point of the law was to point to Jesus. He is the fulfillment of all God's promises. He brings salvation. Through faith in him, you don't need a guardian. You don't need a babysitter. You are with the Father, your heavenly Father. He is with you now and forever. Don't go back to the babysitter. Now is that is that it for the law? Done? Finished? Babysitter no more? Guardian no more? Did we waste our time in the past seven months studying the Ten Commandments? No. The Ten Commandments are a gift. They were a gift to his people gathered around Mount Sinai, a gift to God's people whom he saved from slavery in Egypt. It was a gift to show them how he wanted them to live. It was a gift to show them life pleasing to him. And living this gift would show the world that that they belong to God, that they belong to the Lord who made heaven and earth, that they belong to the Lord who saved them from bondage. lives, the way they lived, would be a witness to God. And that was true for God's people thousands of years ago, gathered around Mount Sinai. And it's still true. Still true today. The Ten Commandments are a gift to you. God's people saved in Jesus Christ, sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. The Ten Commandments are a gift that shows you how to live, how to live a life pleasing to God, how to live a life of holiness, how to live a life of love, a gift that shows you how to glorify God. But, and and here's an important but, you go to the commandments knowing you're not saved by them. You go to the commandments knowing they don't make you right with God. You go to the commandments knowing they do not earn your way into God's favor. Only Jesus can. Rather, you go to the commandments, you go to this gift out of gratitude. Gratitude to the one who saved you. Love for the one who saved you. Live them out of gratitude. Live them out of love. Ask the Father to grow you in holiness. Grow you in faithfulness. Grow you in love. And he will. His Spirit will. And when you fail, because you will fail, you will sin, return again to your Savior. Return to your Redeemer. Repent, knowing that His blood cleanses your sin, that your salvation is in Him, not in your success or failure in keeping the law. And know know that as you live this gift, know that as you live out the Ten Commandments with God's help, your life becomes a witness. In living out the commandments, you're showing the world that you belong to God. You belong to the Lord who made heaven and earth. You belong to Jesus Christ who saved you from bondage. And as you live it, you'll be different. Different from the world. Different from those around you. And someone may ask you, why? Why do you live this way? And you can be like the Ten Commandments. Point to the Savior, your Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi.